day is Palm Sunday, and uh, everybody likes to talk about when Jesus rode into Jerusalem, and all the people were laying palm, or waving palm branches and laying down their clothes and making a way for Jesus to ride in on a donkey. So it's the first day of the week, and every Jew in Jerusalem was getting ready for Passover, and that's why Jesus and his disciples were there for Passover, because it was the beginning of Passover week. And Jesus rode in on a donkey, which in their times was a symbol of peace. It was a sign of a peaceful entry into a city for a king to ride in on a donkey. And the people recognized that. It was fulfillment of prophecy. They recognized what it was. And they started praising him and shouting and waving palm branches and all sorts of other fanfare. And it upset the hierarchy, of course, and we know what happens later that week. But let's talk about that a little bit. If you turn to John chapter 12, verse 12 is where we'll begin and we'll go through uh, verse 15. It says, The next day when the large crowd had, that had come to the festival heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, they took palm branches and went out to meet him. They kept shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, King of Israel. Jesus found a donkey and sat on it, just as it is written, Do not be afraid, daughter Zion. Look, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. So the people were doing two things. They were waving palm branches and they were shouting, Hosanna. Blesses he comes in the name of the Lord. We typically celebrate today by de decorating in palm branches or you know, any sort of fanfare like that if we do anything at all for it. Some churches don't even do anything for Palm Sunday. They save everything for Easter. But a large majority of churches decorate in palm branches. And we'll shout Hosanna or we'll sing praises or we'll do just a whole song service or something like that. But do we really know what those two things mean? Do we even really consider them or we just see it as a joyous occasion for the triumphal entry of Jesus? Now granted, that is what it is. It, it, it is a joyous occasion for that entry. We understand that. We have the hindsight to look back and see what it all was. But for the Jews, it was so much more. It was liberation. It was freedom. It's what they've been waiting for. They were hoping that Jesus was going to ride in and kick the uh, Romans out and free Israel from oppression and make their entire people free for all time. And that's what they were hoping for, the return of the king. That's what they were looking for. But it's not the plan that God had for them. It's not the ideal that Jesus had in mind. He was coming there to free them and to liberate them. He was coming there not to kick out the Romans, but to kick out sin. He was coming there to establish a kingdom for all eternity, not just for the Jews, but for all people. And so in hindsight, we look back and we see what it was. 
But in Jewish tradition, it dictated that palm branches would be used and waved for the victorious entry of a king into back into his home city or his uh, capital city like Jerusalem. Palm branches were used for that reason. And it's probably because palm branches grow everywhere in that region of the world. All over the place. Palms grow everywhere. They're seen everywhere. They're some of the tallest trees in that area. So they're seen as majestic. And this goes back to when they were freed from Egypt. If you look in Leviticus chapter 23, we see what happens after the Jews were freed from Egypt and on the other side. And God establishes not just Passover, which they had just celebrated, but after a small journey, about seven months later, they're no longer being chased by the Egyptians, and God establishes a new festival for them. It says, On the first day you are to take the product of majestic trees, palm fronds, boughs of leafy trees, and willows of the brook, and rejoice before the Lord your God for seven days. You are to celebrate it as a festival to the Lord seven days each year. This is to be a permanent statute for you throughout your generations. You must celebrate it in the seventh month. So that tells us about when it took place, when, when this happened. And we call it, or they call it the Festival of Booths. It comes shortly after... Um, Rosh Hashanah, or uh, Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is actually the first day of this festival. It's usually in the fall, just after harvest time. See, this week starts their year. It's actually two weeks into their year. And so we look at it and we see that in about seven months from now, around the end of September, the start of October, for us, they'll be celebrating the Festival of Booths, which is what this is. And they recognized victory when they saw it, and they saw Jesus riding in on that donkey. They recognized the victory that was coming, but they didn't understand it. And so they gather and they celebrate by waving palm branches. And John, as well as all the Jews, would have understood that and he would have made sure that the palm branches were, you know, he, he would have made sure that was a prevalent part of his story. Matthew didn't really record the palm branches. He recorded the shouts. Not sure why he didn't recognize that being a Jew himself. But Luke, being later, wouldn't have actually observed it. Neither would have Mark. They were both disciples of Matthews. So it makes sense for them to leave it out since Matthew left it out. But they also record the shouts because they learned from Matthew what took place that day. But John made sure to take down the details of this. He saw the religious aspects and the celebratory aspects of it. He saw the traditional aspects of it. Matthew seems to be in his writings more meticulous in detail rather than the celebration and the significance of symbology. So we see that John takes time to 
uh, share with us that there were palm branches being waved. And so we see that. But that's not all that took place. They also were shouting, Hosanna. And that word is has particular meaning for the Jewish people. See, we see the Greek word Hosanna, and immediately we think of shouts of praise and worship and joyful sounds. And yeah, Hosanna. For the Jewish people, Hosanna was actually pronounced Yasha'ana, which literally means, please, I beg you to save us. See, for Jews, Hosanna was a cry for salvation. They were an oppressed people. They sought freedom and liberation and salvation, and they thought it would come in the physical form here on this earth when the Messiah came. They didn't understand that it would be a spiritual salvation. We get to look back and see the joy that come from it. But when they were shouting it, they were begging Christ to save them, to free them. Please, I beg you to save us. And so when they cry, Hosanna, they were begging for that salvation. And it's good that we use it as a joyful, joyful praise today. Because it means we recognize that Jesus is the Messiah. We recognize his victory that he gave us over death and over sin. And we recognize his salvation that he offers to us through what would happen later that week, the crucifixion and the resurrection. Because in one week from today, he defeated death. So yes, he rode into Jerusalem triumphantly on a on a donkey's colt. And yes, he is worthy of the praise that we give him. And he's worthy of the palm branches that we wave for the victory of a king. And he's worthy of the shouts for salvation that we beg of him because he alone is the one who can deliver it. See, Psalm 118.25 was their shout. And it says, Lord, save us. Lord, please grant us success. It's a beg for salvation. Because even during that time, they were in the midst of an oppression. During the time of King David, during the time after King David, through all their existence, they've had one form of oppression over another. Being hermits in the desert, traveling around, nomads, to being slaves in Egypt, to having to fight for the land that God had promised them, to deciding that they wanted to be ruled by men and not by God, so that they took kings and judges and found themselves oppressed by their own people, to being taken over by Chaldeans, Babylonians, and Assyrians, and being oppressed by foreign people, to being without a king for 400 years, being ruled by Greeks and Romans. And finally, the king rides in in triumphant victory 
bringing peace with them and offering salvation to all people. So I think it's important that we remember what the real meaning behind the palm branches and the Hosanna is so that we don't forget and so that we can shout for joy and we can sing joyful praises because we know that the victory has come and that peace does exist and that salvation is offered to all of us. So the real question I have is, are we still acknowledging that victory? Jesus saves. That's our victory. Are we still crying, Hosanna, blessed is the name of the one who comes in the Lord. Lord, save us. Lord, grant us victory over sin and death. And he does. We recognize that Jesus is the Messiah. We begin this week to celebrate that fact and that occurrence, that point in history to which all mankind can look to and find salvation. There's so much that happens this week. From his arrival to Jerusalem to the events that take place at the temple, and he confronts the money changers. He preaches to the Pharisees. And he preaches to the people. To the Last Supper. And he washes the feet of his disciples. Even Judas. To the betrayal. To the trial. The crucifixion. Most importantly, in one week, the resurrection. Because today we know that tomb is empty. No archaeologist or scientist will ever find the bones of Jesus lying in a tomb. He's not there. He is risen and resurrected. And he has ascended onto heaven. Where he's preparing a place for each and every one of us just as he has promised. For that important to share that cry of Hosanna with the world so that they know what to call out Lord save us it's important to recognize the symbology of the palms the victory of the king the king of kings and the lord of lords I just ask that each of us share that with everyone we can. Not just today or this week, but every day. Victory belongs to God. And he made it through Jesus Christ and he has given it to us. Be prepared to accept it. Hosanna. Lord Jesus... Thank you for the sacrifice that you made. Thank you for coming into Jerusalem that day victorious and in peace and bringing us that victory and answering that cry of Hosanna and delivering us from your sin and giving us salvation. We ask that anybody who has not accepted your salvation, your free gift, that they might 
soften their heart and turn their eyes to you and give that same shout that so many of us have already given so that you could bless them also. We understand that it's a gift freely given to all those who would accept it. We ask that so many would please turn their hearts to you and accept it. We ask that if anyone listening hasn't, that they might. We thank you for so many blessings that you've given us, for the opportunity to gather in your house and to hear your word, Lord, and to understand the importance of what you did so many years ago and what it meant for you to bring us salvation, to bring us victory, and to bring us peace. We ask that you continue to bless us as we walk out of here and we go about in the world today. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to thank each and every one of you for taking time to listen to this message. I hope that you enjoyed it. Please visit the website, www.brotherjamesparty.com, to hear more content. Also, I'd like you for to uh, share this with everyone that you possibly can. Like us on social media, at Brother James. Look forward to seeing you in the future. Please visit us anytime, Union Church Lane, Thaxton, Mississippi, 38871. Love you guys, and God bless.